forward episode of not for nothing brought to you by claritin <laughs> with your host oh man nerd and nerd <laughs> let's get some of that claritin money come on we gotta get some claritin money we are so I mean, we're the poster children for we claritin. really are we are norwegians that don't understand pollen we're supposed yep. we're supposed to be where there's only summer like for a month we we are the pale, pasty white kids who who can't who burn easily, but also stay indoors in the summers because we have allergies are terrible. I I burn really. Also, Claritin. Wait, Claritin is like ten years ago, man. It's it's Zyrtec now. But Claritin gives you that kind of nice methy feel. <laughs> really peps you up. Wait, you melt it down and yeah, you crush it, crush it, and snort it. Port and scissor. Yeah, dude, Claritin makes me super like. I like I'm like chewing through my face. Like I get real <laughs> teeth grindy. I stick to the classics. <laughs> You're old school. Yeah. There's the one oh. there's the one allergy medicine that you shoot in your nose. That one that's like a steroid. Yeah, that one's pretty good actually. It is great. Uh yeah. but it's very expensive and for some reason I always lose it. And I'm like, oh, Yeah. I can't like Yeah. I feel sorry for the person that finds it. Because that's a gross <laughs> thing to have. Your snot all over it and your germs. Uh, mm. I should probably get one of those. Um, Chris, okay. I we're gonna we get a lot to talk about today on to, mm. on this on this episode of Not for Nothing. Um, but I wanted to ask you your question because uh, this is what I do. <laughs> Great. The seventies. This is sports related, but like kind of. The seventy sixers are. Uh, they won. They they finally they finally got the Washington Wizards off their backs. They uh they won four games to one last night um without Joel Embiid um and then this morning I read a piece so congratulations to them uh this morning I read a piece about how on their trip back to Philly after that disheartening game uh four loss where Joel Embiid tore his meniscus their charter plane broke down and they had to take a bus from D.C. to Philly and on that bus ride. They just quote unquote chopped it up. They did. They didn't do their normal like everybody goes in their seats and they don't talk to each other. They, it was like a. They like talked about how they're gonna get together. How the like, Simmons challenged Curry to score thirty, which he did. Like there's all these like, there was some camaraderie. Like this, and now this is the symbolic of their season. They're like mm-hmm. this bus ride. This one happenstance bus ride, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a cool. Um, it might be bullshit, but I kind of like it now. You played. It's like work. remember the Titans or something. Exactly, like the movie. exactly. They're singing songs. Like, do you remember playing? You played organized sports, right? Of course. You went on bus rides. Yeah, bus rides are the best. They I mean, are. They suck now. Like, I fuck a bus. Like, fuck a bus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck Jerome yeah, yeah, yeah. Bettis because he has the name bus. Like, I hate <laughs> fucking every bus. <laughs> I hate fucking. I hate like a VW bus. I hate. I hate Greyhound. I hate like there isn't oh. a bus that I can get behind. I fucking my, hate them. My wife and I, when we first started dating, uh, I would go visit her brother. We didn't have a car. You know, neither of us had a car in New York, obviously, at the time. Yeah. And we'd go visit her brother in, in up in Massachusetts near Boston. And you took the Chinatown uh, bus? 
We never we never took the Chinatown okay. bus because I don't think she ever she would never get on that bus. Right. But she would take the Peter Pans and the Greyhounds. Uh huh. And all those ones are like up near there, and yep. it was the worst. From from uh, from Penn Station. From Penn Station, Fuck yeah. We'd that. actually even do it out to to see her parents in in Jersey, even because yeah, we, there's no other way I, to same, get out there. Same same thing. We would do. We would go visit Kristen's parents in Jersey. Same thing. I'm not. I'm pretty convinced that when Biden gets to the bottom of where the Wuhan, uh, where or where the COVID started, it wasn't Wuhan. It's actually uh, Penn Station because. <laughs> In that bu- in the Peter Pan bus terminal, it's just fucking oh, gross down there. You're it's like, gross. It's you're gross. In, it's, you're it's in disgusting. the underbelly of New York City. Like you're, it doesn't even make sense where you are. You're like, I'm in a bus depot in the middle of Times oh. Square. It's, it's mayhem. It's not, and it's There's not even like the, just everywhere. Like the, the homeless and the bums and stuff. They're like the they're the breath of fresh air to that yeah. fucking place. Yeah. It's no one weirdos. knows where they're going. No one knows if they're in the right line. No one knows if they should have a ticket. Don't have a ticket. Everyone's asking questions. Lines merge into each other. You're just nervous the whole time. And then the buses come and go as they feel. There's a quote unquote schedule. But of course you can't do it. Anyway, yeah. I stepped on your story. Wait, I just oh. wanted to commiserate. No, no, no. I actually, I even have a better one because like, the buses are uncomfortable. <laughs> you can't fit. I can't fit. Period. People are weird. But so uh, a few People years after weird. I moved to New York, a buddy from Seattle, Peter Butler, yep. who listens to the show, I believe, uh, still, hopefully, uh, he he came visited. We took a road trip from New York down to Philly, D.C., Atlantic City. Okay. In some combination of that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was it was actually fun, and so he was in charge of like uh, lodging, and I was in charge of transportation, basically. Rent a car, motherfucker. Uh, I didn't have any money. Okay. And so I was like, let's you know, like people take the buses and the train. So we like we took a Nothing train. Like going to AC broke. That's yeah, exactly right. Time. And I think we took I think we took the train to Philly, and then we took a the bus to DC, I think. And there was this older middle aged white dude who I I don't want to say he was. Um, he might've had some mental problems, I guess. Okay. But about five, Hmm. five miles out of, as before we got into DC, he's basically sitting in the chair by himself, like across the aisle from us. And he's going like, they're going to remember me. They're going to know my name and who I am. And they're going to just, they're going to, they're going to all these things. And he was just like, and Peter and I were just like, Oh my God, I think we're going to die. There's no metal detector getting on a bus. There's no metal detectors. There's yeah. no nothing. There's you no police. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Like this dude was on a mission to go kill somebody in DC. Yeah. And we were like, Oh my God, he might kill us. Is the bus, are we in danger? We like, we wanted to say something to the bus driver. And I, I know the bus driver would be like, who, who fucking cares? Shut the hell up yeah, and go sit down. Exactly. Cause they don't care either. Like they're ready to die. I think themselves. I was just like, I, I've never, I, I've never been so scared before. I think in my, my life, and I've had a gun put to my head. I, you've had a gun put to your head? Yeah, we got. Yeah, we uh, high school senior year, we had like a senior party, kind of graduating party thing, and then like um, dudes came and like robbed us all. Like um, like gangsters. A, we had it like in a park. Like white gangsters. Uh, no, they were uh, Hispanic. <laughs> like you just, they just rolled up on you and were like. They were sitting in the parking lot, minding their own business, and they're like, we, a lot of people, as people were coming in, they were scoping it out, and they were like, hey, yeah, the party's that way, the party's that way. So they knew it was like it was going to be like, a, you know, maybe a couple hundred people. They were all going to have cash because we had to pay for the kegger. Opportunity knocked. And they knew it, and then and then like maybe a half hour into it, all of a sudden they showed up with like AK-47s and and guns. And AK-47s. Yeah, man. Two of them. Yeah, one girl. She was a foreign exchange student from uh, Ireland yeah. or Scotland. Yeah. 
And she was so drunk and she tried to like walk, just walk away from them. Wow. And the one dude chased her down and took the rifle, the, the butt of the AK-47 to her face and like knocked her out and, and like damaged her face pretty bad. Did they um, get caught? They, hmm. This is I a bonkers fucking story. I don't have like, this took the weirdest left turn. Yeah, I know, right? This is a story like, that's not yeah, much so, of a so, senior party. So my buddy and I, like, so my buddy and I, who like, we grew up like playing, you know, like GI Joes and like watching, you know, like Rambo and Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies and all that stuff. And we were sort of on the edge. It was, there's a, there was a bit of a cliff. It's, it was, it's right above uh golden gardens park, which is right on the water. And it has this kind of windy row that goes from the top of the hill down to the park. Okay. And at one end of it is sort of a bluff where you kind of overlook the, the park below. And my, and my buddy Ken and I were sort of like, we're all like GI Joe kind of mentality kind of dudes that we were like, we might be able to scale down this fucking cliff and get out of this fucking thing. Yeah. Right. And so we're kind of like, we're taking steps back and, and it, were it's, you it's drunk? A, like the party had been going at this point. It had like, been going. Yeah. I like everyone's just drunk. having a good time. And then all of a sudden everyone's it's like, Hey motherfuckers, yeah, everybody shots down fired in the shots, shots fired in the air. Really? Yeah. Just to get our attention. And cause we were, we were spread out pretty far cause it's, it's a fairly, you know, decent sized park and it's yeah. wooded. So there's trees everywhere too. How so much it's like they, money did they get like a couple I don't, I don't bucks? know, but like hundreds of dollars. Maybe they also had night vision so they could see us cause it was dark in certain places. What the so fuck are you talking we about? This is crazy. It's, it's crazy. That's how like Kenny and I, like we were trying to find a place to like, you know, did you think you were going to die? Uh, no, never die. But like the guy, all of a sudden the guy came out of nowhere and, and like the, gun was like behind my head and he was like uh he's like don't fucking think about it just take your money out and give us and hand it over and we were like uh okay <laughs> wow. so it was like it was weird like they they were super set up they knew what they're doing they had all the fucking equipment like we couldn't they outthought all of us on the whole thing it was crazy that's nuts see i immediately like thought of like if you were at a party in like the same era in montana and that would never have happened it would have just been rednecks and they would have just drank with you right like, right they're right. always guns at, at kegs i went to but never i never saw like them out of the out of yeah. the gun racks yeah. and, then, the back and then, of the then like a like a couple days later because it was still we still had school like the following week and stuff we were so traumatized it was of it was course a thing, that's right? like but going then, to therapy but shit. then those guys literally rolled up to our high no, school no like later that next week Fuck just to show that. the power and the authority they had over us to be like don't fucking dare say anything like we know we know who all you are basically wow it was crazy so i don't know if they ever got caught or arrested because of it because i don't know yeah i'm not sure that's fucking dark all right well all right so that went from (laughs) went from happy sixers camaraderie to the saddest thing i've like the worst party that's the worst party it's the worst party ever yeah i've i mean bad things happen at parties on occasion i was at a party once just to top, just to throw throw my dick in the ring. <laughs> this is only one. This is only a bad thing. I mean, every, I've been to lots of parties where cops came and whatever, and people got yeah, arrested. But, of course. But I was at a party once in New York on a rooftop, and there was a um, water tower that people were like climbing on. You know, like oh, walking, or, like just you know, because you can go like there's one single like ladder that goes up yeah. through it, and then you can walk around it. And I was a, uh, I was at the party. I was on the roof, and a girl sort of forgot that there was the ladder so she was just uh, walking and then suddenly she was like on the ground yeah and it was like ugh. it was like a beat it moment i was like i'm not gonna stick her up for this oh, was she okay no she was super <laughs> fucked up <laughs> i mean like afterwards like she was like i have no fuck i didn't know her 
I didn't yeah. fucking stick around. Okay. I'd like that was yeah. That was yeah. it. That was a wrap. She might be dead. She definitely doesn't feel good. Yeah. 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 And it was just one of those things like you imagine just like want like nope. walking with like a little solo cup and then suddenly you're not Ooh. like you're just yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. It's like a magic trick. It's like a magic trick. It's like Unfortunately. Those, remember like for a while there parties like people just kept like overfilling like roof decks and yep. they kept yep. collapsing. Exactly. Yep. It's like yep. it was like a trend. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a dark does it this was not the this is not the show I was expecting today. <laughs> I mean, do buses do suck, but they don't suck as but I mean I they don't yeah. I I'm mean, gonna disagree like, with you. I think that I think that getting robbed at your senior party and ruining all of your high school memories, like overshadowing that is is a lot worse than a crazy guy on a bus. There's a guy on a bus right now saying the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. And 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 so the, to have one good story of of bus experience and well, that was where Sixers? I was trying to go with this, but like it, Jesus Christ, I didn't <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I even have another sh- we we a girl died in <laughs> a drive by in our high school too. Um that was a separate story as well. So we had we had some dark Well, high let's school save experience. that. Let's Where did you fucking go to school? Like <laughs> Dude, it was Ballard High School, man. It was Suburbs. Is it, isn't Seattle. Ballard High School crazy. just? Isn't that just like like it's just a bunch of like Siemens kids? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's all Scandinavian. That where the, used to be all Scandinavian. Yeah, is where the locks are? Fishermen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the high school is like five minutes from the locks. It's it's crazy. Just party at dude. the locks, dude. What's uh, they probably would have fell off and then into the yeah, canal. That's true. Would have been yeah. That's true. That would have been another dark story. <laughs> do you have a happy Sorry. bus story before we talk about? Anything? I do not have a happy bus story. I don't I, think there is a such a thing, except for the Sixers. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I besides the fact that I hate all bus rides, like, I do remember like those. There are fun, like the bus rides from games, especially wins. Yeah, like in the night, where you're coming back from a road team, a road win. Like, I really liked those moments. Like, yeah. you're like feel kind of like yeah, you're like yeah, everybody's won. together and like talking or even lost. Everyone's other. talking to each other. It's dark. You're like yep. kind of up later, like there's no parents, like there's just yeah. like a cool thing, and I hope that that's yep. what the Sixers picked up on. And that I mean, I just like the story. That's all. Jesus Christ, we did, we did. I, we did. I, I actually, I do have one maybe kind of positive, good, good uh, bus story. And we took a okay. trip. I don't know if we were seniors as well that year or not, but we took a trip down to Oregon for school. Uh, we went to it was like the Shakespeare Shakespeare Festival in like. Um, <laughs> Oh, what's the name of the town in Oregon? But they have like a big. Did you guys get held up by LARPers with like <laughs> chain mail and fucking maces? <laughs> Hear these, good sir. <laughs> Give us your thine money. <laughs> like bows and arrows. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Valkyrie, this way. Take the no, but, uh, our friend. Take their uh, pole I think. Purses. I think on the. I think on the bus ride back. Uh, we were all hanging out. It was like one of those Greyhound style buses, obviously. And then we're all hanging out. And all of a sudden, we look in the back, and here is Alan Patrick, good friend of mine, uh, and a girl who I don't remember her name, but they are all the way in the back seat, and they are just making out like crazy. Yeah. Busted. So they must have had a. They must have got together a little bit during the Shakespeare Festival. Maybe maybe they watched the, those the Tempest. Big, those or something. big turkey wings will do that to you. Or yeah. Turkey legs <laughs> yeah. will do that. To get you. a little randy. Yeah. The, yeah. Forging, forging will get you hot. <laughs> It's Midsummer Night's Dream. It's a rule. It's a rule. 
<laughs> I mean, that's probably his best memory. That's probably top seven. It's probably yeah, man. Like we, we were all shocked and surprised. The whole bus, the whole bus could not stop talking about it. The whole bus ride home. Like people were, it was like euphoric. I think for the kids because everyone's so fucking horny, yeah. and I don't think anybody got any action. This is the only two people that got action that yeah. whole trip. Maybe they just they couldn't handle it anymore. They know they just. I mean, they were like they were, they were star, about to rip their clothes they were off. Star-crossed lovers. I love it. All right, that's good. <laughs> that works. No, okay. I'll take that as a bounce back. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Don't I, ever ask me to get on a bus with you, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I never, I hope we're never on a bus. But never. I hope never. I'm never on a bus again in my whole life. Yeah. yeah. I don't ever want to be on one. I hate nope. them. I hate boarding them. I hate party the buses. I hate wedding buses. I hate school buses. I hate fucking anything that's bus-like. Yeah, I I'd rather uh, I'd rather, I'd rather take any other form of transportation. I'd rather walk than take I'd rather walk. hitchhike with a known mass murderer <laughs> picking me up. They get on a bolt bus. They get on a bus. Yeah, I hate them. All right, mm-hmm. so so this is in the vein of what we were just talking about: good memories from our childhood. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he uh, his nephew is uh, starting to play little league. He's five years old, Little League Baseball. And he went to a game like a good Uncle would. And uh, the, it was a, I guess what they're doing with five-year-olds now is they've gotten rid of the tee, at least in, in Westchester, New York. The tee's gone. So instead what happens is they just pitch to the kid until they hit. There's no strikes. There's no strikeouts. I guess there's strikes, but like okay. they're indefinite. What are All your right. thoughts on this? How do you feel about this? I think, I'm, I, think I like it. Right? That's kind of what I thought. Like I They're kids, man. He was so he was like, well, he's like there's where's the lesson? Like where's the lesson? I'm like, but does baseball need to have a lesson? Like does it that early? No. Not yeah, like I don't I totally agree. I completely agree with you. I did I thought maybe you'd take like a, a harder turn. I'm I'm Ow. Fuck these parents and all these people with like, oh, they got to learn how to play the game Once, like two years old. I talked like, talk to someone else about this and they were like, well, when does the at bat end? And I'm like, I don't know when they fucking who cares. Get like, yeah, who cares? It's not real baseball anyway. Exactly. It's not kids real baseball. playing. Yeah. Just let the kids play. Yeah, I did. I agree. Like, don't <sighs> don't I don't understand why they're like the necessity to turn kids or like make kid but like to sort of class. Right. athletes that young right. makes any yeah, sense they're not right i i they're mean not. you watch a little kids like a five-year-old basketball game and they're just like traveling and like yeah ball, ball exactly like, they don't dribble not, they travel the whole time yeah you can't you, you can't learn they pick up the ball age. they run five feet they put the ball back on the floor like it's like yeah you know they just sometimes they drop it and they don't just give it to the other but person they, but you know? they, like, and no one bitches about that but baseball for some reason is a sacred sport where people are like oh no you need to learn a lesson we need to separate the the wheat from the chaff, right. like right off the bat. Kid is an athlete, and they're better than everyone else. I know, but baseball, there's not. Like I'm honestly like, why don't we have just no strikes in Major League Baseball? Just everybody gets hits. The games never end. Just yeah. you just get yeah. hits. <laughs> yeah, basically. Until you get tired, just be like, all right, you you come up next. I mean, you there's can. really only like what, like how many strikeouts a game? Ten, maybe. Like maybe that's a good that's a good I think night from a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's not that many. So yeah, like two, I it's like three Jesus, worth. Like, yeah, and then people, it's just it's it's all this is all parents. It's parents forcing things upon their kids that they want. They're projecting on to and towards their kids. And it's like just let them play the 
So what if they get a participation trophy? You know, I used to be against the part. I used to hate the participation. Trophy. I love the participation trophy. Yeah. Just give them a little trophy. Who cares? I just now maybe once they hit, hit turn, maybe, you know, I don't know, 13, maybe they're teenagers. Then you could start drilling into the thing about competition and, and, and changing the rules. Do other thing, do other activities have like such a focus on awards than sports, no. especially like individual awards? Like, is there like a actor of the year of, no. in like drama no. in high school? No. Like, is there like no. number one no. singer in, in sing, in choir? Like, no, they I don't think so. Do it. I mean, I know I they never do got competitions. A, I never got a trophy or medal. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Especially the spelling bee, but that's about it. Maybe you got a spelling bee trophy. I didn't. I was a horrible. No, I'm just saying oh. the spelling bee. I was a horrible speller. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. Um, Somebody put a gun to your head. How would you spell? Yeah. <laughs> Although my my buddy Kevin, who was a really good speller, who was who usually well, I think won most of the spelling bees every year from our class or whatever. One year he failed because he spelled jump with a G. No. Yeah. Also, what year was it? Like, jump I don't was know. a spell. Like sixth grade. Jesus, it you guys were morons. Was, you deserve yeah. to get robbed. Sixth yeah. grade jump was a fucking word. Yeah. Jump. Yeah. It was. It was. He was pretty. He was. He also, was like you got three, three, three homies. He jumped the gun. You've reached your maximum high school guy, high school friend, or grade school friend shout outs. You've hit three. <laughs> we're at That's the, all I got. Anyway, we're capped out. Those are right. my only two friends. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there you said three. There's the makeout king. Oh, that was Alan, right? Oh, yeah, Kenny, right? So there's three, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Kenny yep. and Alan. Sounds like you yep. went to a school full of country western singers. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's take let's take a turn towards the. Uh, I, I just really can't wait to talk about this. Um, there's been some. There's been, as you would put it, three significant coaching changes in this past week. Now, yes. Are those three significant coaching changes all in the NBA, or are we? No. 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 Well, tell me what they are. Okay, so the one that we're going to probably focus the most about, which deservedly so, and we should spend most of the time on, is Brad Stevens and the Celtics. President Brad. Right. He was actually a president now, which I, is weird. Right. Yes. How, didn't, um, how didn't you see that uh, one Coach K. Oh, right. Is retiring and has a succession plan as well. Yeah. And then the big one that I won't get enough attention, and it happened earlier in the week, if not over the weekend, uh, but it's the, I think it's the most notable coaching change. We can kind of start with this one. Great. Is uh, Noel Quinn was named the new coach of the Seattle Storm, the WNBA. That's great news. Now, and the, why it's great news and it's big news is that she is only the second black female head coach in the WNBA currently. So we were talking about this, I think, a little bit last week. Um, we were. Sort of representations and, and coaches in the WNBA. She's only the third head coach who's a former player right now as well, which is an all-time high for the league. Um, why did Dan Hughes retire? Like after like- uh, he's had some he- he's had some health uh, problems. He had cancer a couple years ago. It's like we he's, he didn't coach in the bubble last year because of health concerns, and he's been coaching a long time. He's won he's won one or two championships now. I think he, he I think he knew it was time to retire. Did we will this upon the WNBA? It kind of feels like it. Did, we did. A did they? Bit. Are they listening? I might be. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. This is exactly what we wanted. I mean, I, this is a step in the right direction. Oh, look at that. The WNBA does it within a week of us bitching about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Great news. We're, we're uh, influencers, I think, Chris. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's notable so, so, you know, on a couple levels here, obviously. Uh, it's also, I think, powerful because of the, of the storm. 
Uh, last year when uh, Dan Hughes um, stepped away from the bubble uh, uh, season, he, they, they had uh, Kloppenberg, who's a, who's a male uh, coach who's been a head coach in basketball for a long time, um, was, took over the coaching duties last season in the bubble. So now in the succession plan, uh, they didn't name Kloppenberg the head coach, but they named Noel Quinn, who's been a head, uh, assistant head coach with him for the last three years, I believe. This is great. So, so this is great. So like they didn't just go with the other old white dude as the head coach taking over. They they went with a former player. And I think that's a big reason with like a Seattle Storm and like Sue Bird. They're very sort of, I think, active um, and, and have voices and stuff. And, and I'm sure there was a bit of influence from from the players as well. So as of right now, we have six coaches that are female in the WNBA. That's half, right? Like that's. Is that what it is? I think, yeah. You've got Vicki Johnson, Cheryl Reeve, Sandy Brondello. Marianne Stanley, Nikki Collin, and now uh, Quinn. Actually, there's also Vicky Johnson, I believe, who took over the yeah, Dallas. Yeah, Vicky Johnson's uh, on Dallas Wings. That's how I started. Yeah, so sorry. yeah, that's half. That's great. That's great. And then two of the guys are black. So, I mean, yep. one of them's Derek Fisher, who's a piece of shit. So, yeah, but right. that's a great step in the right direction. I mean, I, it's a great step, but it's it's really sad that it, this is the third head coach currently that's a former player, and that's the highest they've ever had in the in the 25 years of the WNBA. I don't mind that that much. I don't care about the former player thing as much. Um, although I do, I do feel like the league, because it's so stacked, needs like other avenues for for ex players. Where like mm-hmm. you know, there's you, you told me the other day that you were list, you were watching a WME game where the there was one play by play and no color person calling the game. Like yeah, you it was incredible. Actually, I it was mean, for the Minnesota Lynx. That's crazy. And that was crazy, but I, and I kind of enjoyed it and she did a really great job. I mean, she was, she just kept talking and it was almost like she was two people. Like she was, she would sort of do the play by play and then she would interject like the stats and the thoughts and the analysis kind of stuff. It was really impressive to watch one person do that by themselves. And it's something I, I, have you ever seen that? Have you ever heard of that? No. Um, um, and I don't know if that's just the, the, the it sounds the like it was, I think, for the I, think team, it was an, if, I think it was an anomaly. I think it was Mar, Marnie Gellner that did it. Um, and she's usually joined by Leah B. Olson. So it must have just been like, a, oh, Leah's out. Let's just do this. Or maybe they're not in the in the stadium yet, which is a weird thing that still is maybe. happening. Yeah. And uh, and maybe she it was really great though. It was technical really difficulties. That's not, I, I really mean, I enjoyed it, it too. It, it was nice just to have one sort of voice to yeah. kind of call the whole game. There's just so many like you listen to basketball. Like if you're watching, especially the national broadcast. Like if you're listening to those guys talk, like they're just. There's just no, like, they just don't add anything. Like, Greg yeah. Anthony, like, just give me a fucking break. Like, there's just, right. just say what's going on in the court. I don't need anecdotes. I don't need to, yep. like, yep. the coaches' interviews. I mean, I'm not, Ugh. this is not a hot take, but, like, those Jeez. are fucking, is there something they Pointless. could do that would make those better? Like, is there anything you can think of that would make that time? Like, why, I was thinking, why don't they, why don't they interview an assistant coach and ask them something interesting? Like, something that they're planning on doing or something that they've seen. Like there's all these assistant coaches that sit there and mm-hmm. do nothing, but are like following analytics. They're, they're watching like, you mm-hmm. know, trends in the game, the head coach, he's got shit to do. He's got to like yell at refs. Like he, yeah. and you don't a- want Tom Thibodeau answering questions with his troll like voice no. in his posture. Um, Rick Carlisle I- last night though, did a, he, he, they asked him like, you know, what, like what I can't remember what the question was exactly, but he was basically like, 
Well, what I've liked about this game so far is that there's been so much wasted time and replays that it's giving Luca a bunch of breaks, added breaks. And I was like, okay, mm, that's okay. an actual take. I like it. Yeah, that's it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the the Nets actually did it with Kenny Atkinson. I don't know if they still do it or not. Um, but it wasn't the in-game interviews, but the, like sort of the pre and post. Yeah. He would have, uh, I don't know if he was or if it was mandated from the, the front office, but they would have the assistant coaches do some of the, the interviews after the game. Okay. In like in the hallway and stuff. And so uh I think they were trying to give them experience and sort of, you know, talk and share those things. And I thought that was a little bit of a Do they have too. any insight or is it just a waste of time as well? Uh I don't remember exactly, but I just sort of appreciated the fact that that like, yeah, give give your assistant coaches more of those responsibilities or experience and that kind of stuff. And I think it's it's part of help growing their uh their learning uh process. It's also just completely fucking weird to have like a guy standing way over here. With a mask, oh, thing too, a mask on, like, yeah, it's muffled yeah. up, and then the coach like trying to hear him with the guy like talking like, yeah. and it's just, just keep the guy in a room without the mask on. Just don't interview the, anyone. Just fucking just, yeah. Just watch. also ask. You can ask better people. You know, people can ask better questions. Just, but a lot of people are lazy just and they just want to ask the same like five questions. I just want to see what the fancy. I want to see like the mascot dunk or like yeah you know, the drums. Or the like drum, you said, ask like more in depth or analytical based questions. Ask different things that are like more you know, sort of they can dive a little bit deeper maybe or something specific. Like, I mean, it is really up to right, the interviewer. Exactly. Like they're always like, Oh, it's not, unf- it's not fair. But like that person should be like, all right, well, you know, we've noticed that you're like going small and like the, in the second quarter, like, was that a plan thing? Or, you know, like there's right, something right. that's more intricate to the game, but they're just always trying to like broad stroke it for the general yeah, public because right. they think their fan base is stupid. Anyway, coach number two, coach K fuck out of here i don't give a fuck like we gotta i I will not watch any college basketball next year because i don't want to see the ceremonial greatest coach goat like walk into the sunset and watch duke get like every whistle for an entire season so that he can possibly win a championship i fuck that guy fuck his (laughs) his successor fuck duke i don't give a shit fuck you i can't wait for Duke to be terrible now after they, he retires. Oh, me too. It's How a, many five-star recruits are going to go to Duke now that Coach K's not there? I know. Like, I give it three, maybe five years, yeah. and, and they're going to go the way of, like, UConn, Indiana. Did they bounce? Did, did Coach K go because he's like, well, UNC's doing it, and now, like, we'll both suck? Like, it'll be okay maybe. if we're maybe. both sucking? I mean, yeah. it's odd that the t- like they're the both coaches are ahead. Also, are they sucked the out. season. Yeah. They didn't make the play. That's like the college basketball's biggest rivalry, and they're going to have two. I think like, he saw. The, I think he sees the writing on the wall, especially with the with the uh, NBA sort of changing the the one and done rule uh, in a couple of years. That's going to get phased out. I think. I think Coach K knows that. Like he's he's not he can't really coach anymore in this in these changing environments. Jimmy, Bayham, which is sort of smart Jimmy of him. Bayham I'll give him this. credit for that. Potentially. Do you remember when Jim Beheim was like, "Oh, this is my last year, and this is the mm-hmm. guy I'm grooming," and then he got mm-hmm. his son to play, and then they started winning, and he stayed. Like yep. that guy's the. I mean that. Coach he K, fucked over his assistant coach. Coach K yeah. would never do that, but I mean that's like that's classy shit. Like that's just like Beheim, <laughs> you could not be a bigger fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> like who don't you fuck over? Oh, uh, I can't wait for Duke to be irrelevant. I can't. Oh, wait. I've been waiting all my life, <laughs> all my life, literally. Coach K started, I think, in 1980. I think. Yeah, I mean, I've always hated that Lego-haired motherfucker. Like, I can't. Yeah, I, yeah. seriously. Duke people are weird. I've never met an actual Duke fan. Have you? 
Like um, like, not like who's who went to Duke, but I've met a lot of Duke fans because they're bandwagon. I've never actually met someone that's gone to Duke. To be honest with you, I'm sure mm-hmm. they're I'm sure they're annoying. Yeah, that's well, fucking goodbye, Coach K. I'm so sorry to hear this. This is <laughs> really sad. All right, let's move on to the let's move on to the the Golden God. Okay, the Golden Boy. So, do you want Your to set boy. this up or should I? Oh, you know what? I'll start this off. Okay. What I'll happened? I'll start this off start by there. saying what, what this. happened? What happened? Well, like, to, to, like, uh, hold on. Before we get to that, I just want I want to start off this this segment by saying, Chris, you were right all those years ago. Brad's a shitty coach. He's an overrated coach. He's a fucking overrated coach. He he's an average coach at best. Yeah, in he over has his a fucking five, head. a five fifty seven winning percentage. Yeah. In seven or in eight seasons, he is three fifty four and two eighty two. This was the coach that, like, three years ago, people were like saying was better than Spo, better than any other. Co- they were he was up yeah. there with, with yep. like all, with in the hierarchy. Like maybe they're yeah. like maybe one of the greatest all of all time. When in fact he Danny, didn't do anything. Danny yeah. he didn't do brought anything him in so that he could get fucking Gordon Hayward. Like that's what it was. Like Danny Age is a fucking scumbag. And he's like, I've got a coaching vacancy because I got fuck, I fucked Doc over. So now I'm gonna fucking take this guy because I think if I get him and I can get him at a low salary, and he's gonna bring Gordon Hayward with him, which is exactly what fucking happened. And guess what? The basketball god said, "Break your ankle, Gordon <laughs> Hayward." <laughs> president Be- Brad, President Brad, which is hilarious because now he's a president. President mm-hmm. Brad, which is a nickname I don't know who fucking like. How did he get that nickname? Is it because he? I don't fuck like I don't even know where it came from. So Brad's Brad's getting a fucking uh, what like a promotion for sucking mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. He's, for being average. Yep, he and, he, he doesn't suck, but he was highly overthought and overrated, including myself. I bought in. I thought he was going to be. I think he's a. I think he's a decent X's and O's coach. Um, uh, and. He did take the th- he did take the team to three conference finals, Eastern Conference finals, which doesn't mean a lot, but it means something. No, it, I mean he. I think maybe he like surprised everyone. He, he, you know what he's good at? <laughs> Getting there. <laughs> You're right. It sounds right. It sounds funny for some reason, but that's it. Like, yeah. Listen, it's what listen he did he's a nice Butler. coach. He's a decent dude. It's what he did in um, Butler. It's what he did in Boston. He's like, but a, he was highly overthought and overrated. And, and the truth has bared out now in eight seasons. You're right. He, I was actually surprised. He only, he barely had a 500 record. He's it's. I've, I've always hated the fucking guy. I hated him I know. in college. I, know. I hate him. And I thought, Celtics. I thought you were a little sort of blinded by your hatred in him being a, 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 a good coach. And that was on me. That's my that, fault. So the I'm season, the, the the Kyrie season is the one that really was the icing on the cake because it was all set up for him, and he couldn't get that yeah. team to play well. Kyrie has like hatred in his heart towards the Celtics, and and if Brad was any sort of fucking coach, that wouldn't be the case. Like he had every opportunity, and that's what a coach should do is make like Kyrie was one and done. Mm-hmm. Like it was that like it was such a shit show. He can't make stars produce. He can make he can make lower level guys produce because he's a college coach. But I yeah, like there's just point. there's no future for the for the Celtics. Do you want to make I, I think he, do you want to hear he the exact that. opposite take of this? Listen to the fucking Jackie McMullen, fucking Ryan Rosillo, 
Kevin O'Connor, Bill Simmons fucking podcast where they wax poetic about how trying the last three years where there was the Kyrie year, then the bubble. Apparently, the Celtics were the only team in the bubble. And the Celtics were the only team that had a shortened offseason this year. So Brad needed some time off because of the stretches of coaching. (laughs) Doc got fucking fired last year and fucking took his team to fucking the number one seed, a new team. Sure, it's stacked, but like, what, we're, yeah. we're, what, t- I don't know if it's any more stacked than the Celtics, technically. It's, it's, uh, I, I mean, the Celtics have been, been making bad decisions for years now, and it starts with Danny Ainge, and, and Brad Stevens is somewhat a part of that Danny Ainge well. hasn't fucking drafted anybody worth a lick since fucking, since the, the NBA forced the Sixers to trade with them for fucking Markel <laughs> Fultz. And I still fucking believe that. I still believe that. That's some weird That's, Jerry Colangelo bullshit. Like there was no reason for the Sixers to trade for the trade up he, two he, spots. He hasn't. He's, from a he's been pick. a terrible decision maker for the last three or five seasons. Danny Age and and I think this. I think Danny Age is also I, a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit as a fucking Toronto Blue Jay. He was a huge piece of shit as a player. He sucked as a coach. And then he fucking he hit the lottery a couple times and made a couple decent draft choices. Stockpile picked. Picks fucked over, more fucked over Billy King, which is body. like get in line. Who didn't fuck over Billy King? Like, right, exactly. congrats to you. In a way, I kind of think that Billy King didn't do the worst job of like getting asses into the seats. Like, he gave up too much. But guess what? The Nets are going to win the fucking championship this year, and the mm. Celtics aren't. Yeah, well, that's oh. true. They're a lot closer, and their window is is a, a, a they're a lot, much better shape in the next couple of years as well. I think the Nets are to to actually win that championship or have a, at least compete. Where the the Celtics, I think, I don't want to say rebuilding or tear it down here a little bit, but there there's going to be some issues I think coming up here. The Celtics have a huge fucking PR problem on their hands. They've got a they've got a well, weird they're they are it's finally coming to light after all these years that they're just a racist ass team in a racist ass city. Uh, they're the only logo. I heard this on another podcast. It's the only NBA logo with a white guy in it, uh, <laughs> which is so appropriate. <laughs> Whoever gets offended. That, hey, that man with an afro can't stand on a white person. Not in Boston. <laughs> I think, but make no mistake about it. I think this was a coup by Brad Stevens. Oh, I think he wanted more oh, control, more oh. power. Really? He pulled the rug out from under Danny? I believe. I think. I think. Yeah. I think. He I think probably started of... planting the seed like early this season. What? He probably. You're probably right. Probably started planting the seed. He was probably like. He I, I think he. Yeah. I think he wanted more say in the in the in the in the control in the organization. Uh, and I think the the, the problems Angels had over the last few seasons, and 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 not sort of. I. I Ainge is the old out of touch dude now, right? He's the old white out of touch dude who that can't f- relate to the players. The Fournier move was not great. The Fournier move was terrible. He couldn't pull the tr- the Kemba Walker move is probably de- is terrible. Great. Yep. Uh, he, you know, he he was shooting blanks for years now. Basically, couldn't do anything with all that that cachet of of talent and draft picks and everything that he had. Uh, and the fact that and and this isn't the reason. But I think it's part of the fabric of this decision is that Ainge, you know, the fact that he never heard anything, you know, say he never heard anything racist in Boston all these years. <laughs> That's the thing is like they, while his players said they have and even Brad Stevens said you can't ignore or dismiss those claims. Yeah, which like people, which is people aren't going to want to like deal with Danny Ainge and 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 or it's probably the reason why he couldn't get free agents to come to the town. Well, stuff, you, you can't know? you can't unmake 
Boston racist. It's in the fabric of that fucking garbage city. Like it's built on it's built on the backs of racists from years forward, like or years behind. Like they're the Tea Party. Like the the actual Tea Party is a word a racist political party <laughs> comes out of the Boston Tea Party. Like it's it was, it and to ignore it or pretend like it doesn't isn't there or isn't a part of your team's culture is wrong. And Chris, I agree with you. How are you going to get players to go there? A Boston sucks. Like that's not who wants to go to Boston. Like what are the strip clubs like in Boston? Like it's, <laughs> it's like, just old white women strippers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I yeah, and I think the organization, the owners were like, listen, Brad Stevens is still our goal. They still hold him in such high regard. But I like, the, like I like this idea. Rather of have him in power. Than Danny Ainge here. I like this coup. I like the coup idea. I like the idea that, that Brad Stevens maybe like planted these seeds. I think that Brad put on his like one night put on his night his night. His, I bet you he's got a sleeping shirt and a and a hat <laughs> nightcap <a> nightcap <laughs> and he crawled into bed with his hideous horse of a wife. It's, it's just it's just the Celtics logo. Yeah, over the night shirt. <laughs> yeah, over the night shirt. And his wife his wife has like the has like this the 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 sleep dress with the coat that's buttoned all the way to the top and they sleep in separate beds. And he calls her mommy. He's like, mommy, I really don't like the way this team's going. And I think, I think Danny, which is a strange name for a 70 year old man. Yeah. Dan, I think at a certain point you just go by Dan, stop being Danny. But uh, unless you're like, I don't know. Or or big Dan. Or Daniel. Like just Danny's got to go at a certain point. Big Dan Ainge. So Dan Ainge. Dan Ainge. Uh, I think he was like, "Mommy, I uh, I really want to, I really want to take this team in a different direction, and I'm kind of getting tired of coaching and looking strange in my in my in my Lululemon pants on the <laughs> sideline. Is there a way I can get I can sh- out I can coach my way out of this job? Is there a way mm-hmm. I can underachieve my way out of this job and take Dan's job, Danny?" And she yeah, and his wife like, was like, "Of course you can, honey, because you're white." Yeah, she's like, "There's yeah. a way." Yeah, there's definitely just talk. A way. Just talk to the owners. Yeah, I'm sure they'll see it. I'm sure they'll understand your position. Yeah, and they'll see your side, <laughs> and that they'll just you it's know so... like, they'll go to they'll go to Big Dan and be like, "Listen, you've had 18 great years." 18. Yeah, he's been in charge 18 years. Wasn't ago. he like? I mean, it feels like very recently he was the uh, he was like the guy. He was like the golden god of yeah he was the best GMs, gm ever right yeah yeah oh wow. he was so great he you gotta stay current you gotta stay current you really do uh and i think they gave i think they gave ainge the chance here and the right and he think i think he saw the writing on the wall and they let him sort of step down oh you know? for sure they were like we're not gonna fire you but you should probably go you're and gone you're gone do you think they yeah. told him brad's taking his job do you think they made brad do it <laughs> like all right you want the fucking job go get it <laughs> Um, hey, uh, hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I, come on, I, in, Brad. I, I, I think Brad Stevens is a little bit more of a killer than we than we know than we understand behind the scenes and stuff like this. Oh, for sure. He puts the glasses on. It's over. Yeah, the no yeah. glasses guy. He's yeah. likeable. You got he's, the he's a office. youth. He's a youth. He's a youth. Yeah. He's. You know what Brad Stevens is like? He's like the asshole high school coach. Like he's just an. He's just you know he's got his favorite guys. You're like the guys that played, grew up playing like eighth grade ball at the fucking Trinity League. And you're like, how do I crack this nut? And he's like, you won't. We weren't in Bible study together. Like, <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> let me uh, let me also I'll say this to add, add, add sort of add to this sort of uh, I'm not conspiracy theory here, but uh, the Indiana uh, Hoosiers they apparently they offered him and it's and I think it's been verified that they offered him a seven year seventy million seven year seventy million dollar contract to go back to college. Yeah, and he turned it down, and that was like at the beginning of last season or or in the off season or something like that. And then the fact that so he had overtures, and I'm sure there was teams that were really trying to get him to become their head coach, right, and pay him whatever he wanted to go back to college. And the fact that this Coach K at Duke announcement happened on the exact same day as Brad Stevens, yeah, to me, like it's it's a I'm not sure, but it's just it's a little bit weird that both happened on the same day. It's possibly just another layer of power by Brad Stevens going, listen, if you don't give me what I want, I'm about to go to Duke. Because that might be the only place he would consider going back to to, to college for. Dude, that would right? that would be worth it. It would be but, worth well, it to that's, just that's hate. That's what the coaches again. hold on. That's what the coaches. That's what a lot of coaches do. Is they is they um, uh, oh, what's the word? God damn it, I just lost it. But you know, they they play other teams or other p- potential possibilities in open positions to to get either more money or more power within with the organization that they're working in. Right. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of you hear that all the time. So like those rumors go out and the other they're, they're they're a candidate for another job or something like that, and then they get hired or they get elevated or something like that. So like I don't dismiss the fact that Brad Stevens might have used a lot of this negotiation right here, power and, and play here to sort of get maybe what he ultimately wanted. Because maybe he was he said, Listen, I'm a five hundred coach. Maybe I'm not that great of a coach. Maybe he's like, Maybe I should be be better in this position where I don't have to worry about players and and, and games night in and night out. Did Brad Stevens just sign a contract extension? Mm, I'm not sure. I feel like he was. I think I thought he got like an extension. Like, like he might have. He might have in like, the last couple of years, maybe. I maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't really care. It's yeah. it's. Not, I don't care either. I mean, it's Celtics, and we're never going to talk about the Celtics this much ever again. Hopefully, I, well, I mean, it's. I will be keeping an eye on Brad. I, I'll say this, Chris. I was kind of this like made me overjoyed. Like this is the perfect case scenario. Danny gets fired. The writing's on the wall. They're like, oh, Brad, you get a promotion for being mediocre. And Celtics fans can be like, he was just exhausted. Yeah. Tell me about being exhausted. You know what? Brad, call up Greg Popovich and ask him what it's like to be exhausted. (laughs) Call up up Phil Jackson, who by the end of his coaching career couldn't fucking stand up about being exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Call Bill fucking Russell. He's probably getting his haircut somewhere and ask He's him not, not okay. what it's like yeah. to be fucking exhausted. You fucking piece of shit coach. Fuck you, Brad Stevens. Fuck you, you know what? You know what's funny too is that is fuck that- your exhaustion. Fuck your three years. Ever, you're not the only motherfucker that was in the bubble. Sorry. Like I, I, I really feel terrible for you. <laughs> You've done absolutely nothing. No, you do. You have so much compassion for this guy. It's 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 it's, it's impressive. Chris, He's just much- a tip. It's the atypical fucking thing. It's like, oh, you failing up. Like, yeah. it's 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 the most white. This doesn't happen to anybody but white males. Only white males fail up because yeah. of connections, because of fucking, and and because of like how much they're getting paid. Like, it's almost like they're keeping him on staff because he's already bookended for in their budget, and they're like. Well, we're paying them either do? way. So who else are they going to hire? Basically, right? Like, who's going to? Who's like? Who really? I don't think Boston's that great of a job. A fucking, everyone thinks uh, it over. It, 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 they're 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 president of basketball operations is essentially like an overpaid high school coach. Congratulations, Boston! You've done it. 
And now they, ha- I mean, they have to Maybe hire a hire black Gordon coach. Hayward as the head coach. They have to hire a black coach. They have to like they're. They, I I honestly think it's, I, here's the one thing I will give him credit for. His is he hired Evan Turner last year as assistant coach. He hired Don Staley uh, as as an assistant coach like two years ago or something. But she left last year, I think, to be the coach at Duke, women's coach at Duke. So he's he sort of made. I you know I I, I don't want to. Sp- sp- specifically talk about, you know, how progressive or whatever he is, but I think he at least acknowledges those things and, and sees that he needs to sort of make those kind of hires, which would, which would allow us, uh, uh, at least entertain the possibility or the notion that I maybe wouldn't be so surprised if he hired like a Becky Hammond or like Sam Cassell or somebody like that to sort of be the head coach. At this Sam's point not going to fucking Boston. <clears throat> he was a former player there. Sam's not going to Boston. I you want to? Hey, listen, man. You want a head coaching job? You go to Boston. Yeah, I guess. So. I, I don't think you're waiting for another shot. I think you take that one. I've, I, I think mean, Sam. So it's Sam Castell. I think the other one was um, Chauncey Billups. I think there are two right now. I think the betting favorites. Those are the top two. I swear. I fucking. Pr- I pray to God it's Mark Jackson. Ime Udoka <laughs> was the guy that I wanted Philly to take, and he ended up going to Bo- to yeah. Brooklyn. He left Philly yeah. and went to Brooklyn. He's gonna get a ho- head coaching job, and he's gonna whoop ass. Like I. He's a he's he's a just he's a ex player. We've talked about it before. He comes from the Popovich tree. Um, that's who I think they should. That's I mean I hope they don't get him. I I mean I hope it's Mark Jackson or Jason Kidd. Like those would yeah. be that would be a dream come true for me. I would. Be, it's uh, oh Jason Kidd would be great. That would be so great. And on the there was a on the CBS the Sports Line or something. They had the top I think ten guys or something. Um, and Becky, uh, just sorry, Jesse Kidd is fourth at plus 700. And then all the way down at the bottom of this list, at least, is so great. It's Rick Patino at plus 5,000. <laughs> would be, it would be so well, awesome. I, they wait, which, which sports back. book put that up there? Sportsline. Sportsline, they just, they, that's just such a fucking great, like, what a, like, a, <laughs> way to have a sense of humor in your sports right? book. <laughs> that's so hilarious. That's great. It's so great. Oh, man. And well, of course, everyone's drooling over Jawan Howard as the next coach because he'd, he'd definitely want to go to Boston to be a yeah. head coach. I'm not. I just. I Jesus don't, Christ! I, get over yourselves, people. Jawan I, Howard doesn't want to go to fucking Boston to be the head coach. No, he doesn't. He's in a great spot in Michigan. Yeah, he's in a great spot <sighs> in, the, in his alma mater, and he'll never be like he can have that job eternally. Yes, exactly. Why would he want to go coach fucking like Marcus Smart? No one does. Jeff Van Gundy's also on the list of plus a thousand. That's just like, d- that's just dumb. Stop, like that's just stop dumb. Van Gundy. Jeff can't, Van Gundy will never coach in the NBA. He'll never. never coach. He would never do that because he would then he would show his. He's got the perfect gig, and yeah. he's, and he's I, there's no there's no reason for him to like prove that he's like washed like that he that he can't com- complain about this shit. He if he goes and fails in the NBA. He can't get a job announcing games and being like, this is what I would do the way he does all fucking day long on air. <laughs> like, you lose that right. You know, it's always this like, what if he can just fucking overanalyze everybody else's bullshit? I'm fucking, yeah. f- fuck Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, he just, just stop trying to hire. Just hire Amika then. Like, so hire these, hire Becky Hammond and give them a chance. And that's the problem, I think, Dude, too, with all Dude, I mean, stuff. if they hired Becky Hammond, like if they just did, let's just say like in a fantastic incredible. world, I would, I'd be like, well, I'm wrong. Brad, you're yep. fucking great. Right. Let me give you a right. handy. And if he did, right. I mean, I would, I, would, I would be so excited. I would be a Celtics fan. Not a Celtics fan, but I would, like, hate them. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd root for that. I'd, for root that. For their, I'd root for their success. I'd for root her. for her. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yep. 
It'll never happen. Uh, since It'll we're talking happen. about gambling, we're talking about the NBA. Quickly, let's do tonight's games. Uh, okay. The lines for tonight. Um, thank God, a fucking Trailblazers game is not on at 11 p.m. They it's wised not- up. They're, they're, no, it's the 8-10 game tonight. Ooh. The NBA was like, oh, no one saw the most electrifying Dame game of all time because we yeah. fucking aired it at 11 in Denver in a fucking mountain time zone, but whatever. So uh, fortunately for, for, the viewing, for the viewing public, Nuggets are in Portland. Nuggets are, are giving, no, sorry, getting five points, uh, which that's a Vegas line for sure. Um. That's not based on anything other than I think that the world thinks that this series is going seven, myself included. You've got the Phoenix Suns tackling LeBron, maybe an AD. Uh, the Lakers are giving two points in LA. These are both potentially good games. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on the Nuggets Blazers? Uh, I've, I've actually done a 180 on this series, and I've started watching it. I've enjoyed the last couple games. <laughs> um, it's been great. It's been amazing. Like I, I don't know what it was, what the difference is, but those first two games, I, I was like, ugh, stop with this series. Yeah. Now, like I, this, it's one of the, it's one of the, I, I can't, I can't stay and watch the whole game because I fall asleep actually, and, I and I'm, I'm mad and I'm sad about that because it's, here. it's been a fun series to watch. Now. Same here. That's why I'm so uh, excited about this eight o'clock start. Um, I want to pick Portland. Well, four and a half, though, just to, to cover. I Ugh. think we go money line on this. Yeah. Blazers money line feels good. Or right. Denver and points, because it's crazy that Denver's giving up points and they're like, in, they, they, four and a half. they'll win this series. I've got it five, five. Or five? You got it yeah. five. I think we should take the five. Yeah, take the five, I think. And then just. Because there's a chance here Denver kind of maybe turned a corner here and they're going to win this series, maybe. Like right. I, outright. It's not, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to surprise me at all. Right. Are they, they're up three, two now, aren't they? Yeah. I like that. I, I think definitely Nuggets plus five. In fact, that feels like a, a really solid bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix, the Lakers one is a little trickier because if Anthony Davis isn't playing, then I think Phoenix wins. Well, LeBron, but they're in LeBron LA. Just I think LeBron home. steps up a little bit. He's probably going to get a few more calls. Do you think LeBron would like what kind of injury could LeBron get so that he doesn't have to like take it on the chin? Because this is would be LeBron's first round one. Like exit. his hair plugs fall out or something? Oh, a is hair that... plug injury. He comes back. Yeah. He comes out completely bald. <laughs> he goes into the bleeding. locker room and comes just, out bald. <laughs> just bandage wrapped around. Yeah, the top bandage of his wrapped head. around his head. He's like, <laughs> my fucking hair plugs. <laughs> I think I think you I have a hair I have a hair contusion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a head contusion. Chris Paul gave it to me. Um uh, like the Lakers are there's a pro, they're like they're I mean they got nothing, right? Like those guys have nothing. They can't shoot. No. They, they were on fire for the first couple of games. And now it's just like, I mean, they're so hit or miss here. It's, it's really hard to they're call. They're bad, series. but they've won two games in this series. I know they're I, bad. They I, are bad. And I think I'm, I'm going to give, I think take the money line. I don't, not the points. I think that if you, if you, if you parlay up those two games, the Nuggets plus five plus the Lakers money line, you got a nice plus 240. Okay. Let's do that then, because yeah, because that one I don't know how to call because the the Suns have been great and like DeAndre Ayton and Booker and those young guys like first time in the playoffs have been super impressive and really fun to watch and they I mean they just keep taking it to the Lakers, I, I, the Lakers I mean they the Lakers really need to come out like shooting 
Aiden is uh, Aiden is like I love, I love him. He's 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 what everybody wanted Greg Oden to be. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's mm-hmm. got good wheels. He it's it's really like when you watch him play. Like I don't get a sense that he's ever going to get injured. I don't have like he's got like his body seems to his his proportions seem correct. When I watch Embiid or Jokic play, I'm like these guys are going to get injured. Like they're just right. giant guys. But for some reason, Aiton feels like he's like not KD level, but he definitely feels like for a big guy, he's like in control of his body and it doesn't look like it's going to snap yeah. at any given. Yeah, point. he is a kind of extra athletic kind of ability. Yeah, so I really yeah. like it. I I like him a lot. I'm a it, I'm it, big and it's guy. funny to me to like watch those guys and then and compared to the Knicks who just couldn't do anything in the playoffs right and like it's amazing to me like how some guys just don't have it or or couldn't find it yeah or or kind of you know whatever the pressure or whatever you want to like however you want to explain it away but then guys like in this Phoenix team are just like it doesn't matter to them like they still like even elevated their game well the some, Knicks I mean the Knicks got what they the Knicks got a win like they think that their season was a huge success and like they still they don't have the pieces. They don't have the Devin Booker. They don't have like they don't really. They don't actually. have. They don't have the pieces. They have, and also like the bubble. Worked. Everybody, I think everybody thought they were. I thought Randall and Barrett were those kind of guys, and it turns out they they're not, and that's yeah. fine for now. Right, for now, that we can go and we we can avoid the. We're Knicks not going to go entirely. Knicks here. Yeah. We're, we'll, let's stay I, with our Suns. Yeah, the Suns. Um, the Suns are fun. All right, yeah. I have a yeah. I have a futures bet on the Suns winning that conference, which I am happy is still alive. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but like for sure. a couple of days ago, I was like, "Well, that's fucking money I threw away." But now it feels like <laughs> it money I might get back. Uh, also, just as a little preview here, because we're not going to bet on this thing, but you made a claim that the Nets are going to win the championship. I did. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to beat them in the second round series. Well, I got some. I got I got money on both of them, so oh, okay. whoever wants right. to win can win. So it's not that hot of a take then for me. Well, um, I mean, I want. Them, I don't like I the w- way the Nets play. I don't think they're that good. They're too reliant on their three players, and if one of them has a bad night, I, I think the Bucks showed me a lot. Uh, I just wanted to that, go seven. Miami series. I wanted to go seven. I just wanted to go. I want these teams I, to be go seven and hurt each other. Um, I want like, but I, I feel like the Nets are going to have a really hard time stopping the the Bucks uh, offense. Uh, they can't play defense. Like the, the fact that they were allowing Fournier and and Tatum, well, and Tatum to go fifty almost every night, and like Fournier to, and and all these other guys to look like all stars in yeah. that in that Boston series. The fact that they they kept every, I think except for one of those games, you know, was a blowout. The rest of them were too close, and they lost one game. Like how do you lose to a Boston team with just Tatum? I know. Like it's just like the the Tatum Nets can't. They they can't just. They can't just play like they have to. They're they're. I don't know if they're trying too much or they're doing too much. Are the Nets favored in that series? Ah, they have to be. Hmm. I would think. Stupidly, I think they would just. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't bucks know. Or plus series, wait, one, series plus or one six. Bucks are one sixty. Plus one sixty. Yeah. Nets are minus yeah, two hundred. Two hundred. I have. Um. Yeah. Weird, I think bucks. Weird. I think maybe bucks and six. I would even be willing to say if there's a bet on that. Okay. I think the Bucks are, I, the Bucks are much improved from from the last couple of years. You can do and totally I I just don't think who's going to guard Giannis, who's going to stop Giannis? Giannis, sorry. Um you know, Chris Middleton is way better this this playoffs than he was the last couple of years as well. I don't I like who are, you know, is, the, is Milwaukee who's, Bucks Durant, who's Durant going to guard You're on gonna this? You going to say Bucks 4 to so this is a crazy bet. You could bet the Bucks to win um in 6. Mm. 
<laughs> I can throw that into this parlay, and it's plus okay. two thousand bucks. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that in that well. Is there other parlays you could put that in? With? I don't know. I'll work on it. Yeah, sure. Workshop it. <laughs> good. <laughs> I think this is fun. This is a good. This is a fun one. I like it. I'm placing it. I did it. It's done. <laughs> It's happening. I did. I just did bucks to to win it. Um, oh wait, sorry. Can we go back? We have a we had a mailbag question from, from Cold Cuts. All right, what was it? We can end on this. A mailbag. It was. It was, it was a, It's Brad Stevens related. Okay, what was it? Bro, His question was: Is this a good day for Brad Stevens haters or a bad day? It's a, asked, it's a really great question, actually. I think. And since you're the Brad Stevens, you know, hating president. It's, I think it's a bad day. I think it's a bad day because I, no, it's a good day. Here's why. Here's why. Because Brad Stevens is my most loathed coach and he stays with the most loathsome organization. If he was yeah. to get fired, he might end up in a, on a team that I care about or want to yep. succeed. This mm-hmm. way, I can, he, he just gets pushed up into their gross system. And he mm-hmm. can fail that way, and it won't matter. I, I think I think, and he's just gone. He's gone. I mean, I, I don't. I won't miss hating him. Like I, I used to be like just furious by the fact that he, like no one could see the writing on the wall. And I, it does annoy me now that people like that he got a promotion. That people are like, oh, he's just tired. And Brad was great. <laughs> Brad had to put up with so much, and now he's. They've given him a job, and he can succeed doing something he's literally never done before. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I guess this is how it works. And Mike, yeah. Mike D'Antoni will love there, working for him. There's either also I just thought of that too as you said that is there there's another level to this too because there's an assistant I think he's the assistant general manager um, or vice president of operations or something like Mike uh, is it uh, Warren or something like that where he has been one of those guys that every organization for the last three or four years has been interviewing to be the head. Uh, of their operations of, of other NBA teams. And he's always turned them down. And he's supposed to be that next guy who's really great at scouting and all the stuff and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he keeps turning that, those jobs down and everyone can speculate that he was going to just take over in Boston. Well, and I, he was going to be the next great, you know, sort of general manager, whatever you want to call him in posi- that position. And now he's got passed over now for Brad Stevens. And I, that's an interesting dynamic too, that I'm curious to see what happens with that guy. A, this is just the Boston organization, like failing, like, like firing people, but not firing. Like he's, they're like, Brad's got to go. Danny's got to go. How can we do this and not look like we failed? Danny, you retire, you step down, Brad, you get his job. And then no one was fired. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't look like a failure. It looks like we're doing the right, where everything's progressing the way we wanted to. All the coaches get to be presidents after they're done, after their seven years of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. It's the system. Exactly. It's fucking annoying. But thanks for the question, Mike. I didn't answer it at all. No, you did. I think you did it perfectly. I, you did it perfectly because of the fact that you started with, with no, and then you went yes. And it was my exact same thought as well. <laughs> It's like you more you think about it, you're like, yeah, this is actually a good day because it's not it's it's yeah, it's like kind of a perfect scenario to keep hating the whole thing about it, especially if he fails. Yeah. I need something to hate, especially if Coach yep. K is gonna step down. Well, Chris, this has been a fun one. Uh, listeners, I hope you have a great weekend. I know I will. Uh, don't forget to snort that Claritin. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs>
Bye. <laughs>